What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kelsey Kawhi, Shane. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. There's there's always time for the fart gun, so you take your time on that one. Guys, welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WOTR The Show. This is episode one again. Uh, guys, with me today, my drinking buddies for this Thursday night chaser. Ladies first. What's up, Miss Amanda Jane? What's up? Nice Wednesday. A little hot, but you know. Yeah. Wait, you guys are in Arizona, so never mind. I don't know why I'm oh. bitching. Oh, we it's actually raining. Hard. Oh, yeah. well, we could use the rain. There's like five fires all around Northern California up here. So, yeah, put them out. Put them out. And then yeah. get that with that us shit. is Crybaby Clump. What's up, Clump? How much, guys? How are you? How are you both doing? Yeah, doing good. Weekend. We have a full litter box. Love it. Full litter box. So we've got the clump. Uh, let's start with a little bit of once in your glass. We'll start with ladies first again. Miss Amanda Jane, what are you drinking? Well, you know, I have my regular Coke, but I'm trying something a little different that I saw at uh, the lovely Trader Joe's. It's called Pineapple mm. Shirt. It is a um, pineapple hard cider. Ooh, that'd be good. It smells actually, you know, yeah. I just opened it a minute ago. The it Actually, when you smell it, you do get this hint of pineapple. So I'm going to mm. taste it right now. If it's crappy, you'll see it get spit onto the screen. But Well, my live in the action wow this oh. is kind of nice have you I, Very nice. I think ace i believe also makes a pineapple cider if you've never had you that know one. i have because it's quasi local i yeah. don't care for it yeah this one's great because it doesn't have a, a weird aftertaste okay because ace me has a weird aftertaste yeah i but, agree I, I think i don't know anybody who's really enjoyed the, the ace one i was just curious no but this one. one i will say the aftertaste is just like pineapple, so it's like sucking on a pineapple, but kind of alcoholic. Very good, very good. Uh, I got two so, bottles I'm trying to finish up, so I'm having a, a little bit of red wine and then a little bit of scotch. So uh, that's a that's a mix. That's fancy that's but mix. upsetting. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty white collar to mix it that way. <laughs> it's not in the same glass. It's gonna be one after the other. It's in tandem. Uh, Clump, what are you drinking? What's in your glass? So I. Um... So we, we joke about it a lot, and yeah, I, I, I don't drink, or I, I've maintained a lot of sobriety, and I don't drink mm -hmm. often. Uh, when I do drink, it's with family or when at home, so I am actually having a beer tonight. I'm having a figured, you know, let's do it. I, I feel good. Let's have an El Segundo, Steve Austin's uh, American Lager, and it's not bad. Yeah. Pretty good as far as, uh, as far as lagers go? I mean, it's it's got that, like, Lagery, like I've, I've I've always liked. I've never been a really big sweet guy. I've never been a big sugar guy. Mm -hmm. So sodas have always been kind of like eh with me. Yeah, and that's why I like uh, beer is it's bitter and refreshing, which is a neat yes. mix, and that's what this has. It doesn't have, it's since it's not really bad. It's very much like a Modelo. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Very good. It's not bad. Um, yeah, my brother had it the other day. He had it on accident. He was like going to someone's house and grabbed. Uh, he went to like a store and he sent me a picture and he goes, look, I'm checking, I'm picking up the Steve Austin beer. And he just took a picture of it. And then I responded to it. I was like, Oh shit, dude, you're going to let me know how it is. And he goes, what do you mean? Let you know how it is. I, I've only had them before with you. 
And I was like, no, 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 we had the IPA. The picture you sent me says American Lager. I guess he'd already left the store. He looked in the bag and looked down and realized it was American Lager. He goes, oh, shit, I'll let you know what I think. Uh, he loved it. He absolutely loved yeah. it. And um, Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, and then I'm, I'm pairing it with uh, Partagas uh, Cortado. Very good. It's a new cigar for me to try. It's great. That's the the Connecticut Partagas, right? Yes. And I, I found... Uh, I really love Connecticut's. They're light. They're kind of uh, sour. They got a lot of variety and flavor to me. I'm a big fan of it. So very happy. Also, not very expensive, which has been a kind of theme with uh, yeah. everything going on right now. Things have been tough for all of us. So uh, looking at less expensive ways to enjoy my hobbies. And this is a great $5 stick. Did I not give that to you? Mm-mm. Okay, well, then I have another one for you. Uh, knowing that you like Connecticut's, hop. I've got some cigars to offload onto you, my friend. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> See? There you go. Did you, did you try the God of Fire? Uh, not yet, not yet. But also, hmm? yeah, but also, uh, I mean, when I first gave you the, the first little pack, some of the lighter cigars you weren't all that into at the time, so it's kind of neat to see your, your palate change just a smidge. Um, and then I'll, I'll have some recommendations for you too. There's an Esteban Carreras cashmere, Connecticut that, uh, I had that by accident. It was fantastic. It's my favorite Connecticut I've ever had. It's actually most Connecticut's have almost like a burn in the throat, just like a little bit of a punch back there, uh, a little mm -hmm. bit of harsh draw, uh, but it's a really mellow flavor. Uh, that cashmere had no harshness to it and still was mellow and smooth. So, Ooh, nice. So, uh, yeah, a little cigar talk for you. Uh, yeah, always always have to have a drink with you guys. It's not what you're drinking, it's who you're drinking with. And, and if I'm with you guys, then it's all good. Um, I'm probably going to get that American Lager next week. I'll be in, in California next week. So, uh, also, we won't be having the show next week because I'll be gone all week. So, um, having yeah. any fun plans? No. No, it is a, a family uh, passing, and so now I've got to go I'm, on a trip. So. Oh, very sorry, sir. No, yeah, no. sorry to hear that. Uh, but I, you know, I'll be with family and that's always nice. And so I'm going to have a, yeah. a couple of American loggers with my brother. So, uh, there'll be lots of bitching. So <laughs> it's going to be kind of neat. Live, uh, it'll be kind of live bitch along. Live bitch along. It's going to be kind of neat to come back to, um, review forbidden door and money in the bank the same week. So it's going to be like a yeah. lot of like go home and what and fallout it's going to be kind of wild tomorrow's next week's not, not next week the following week's going to be kind of stacked i think because of that but yeah we won't we won't be doing a uh the live show next week um just not feasible uh clump you had a little bit of breaking news you just saw right yes i just saw this so uh this weekend uh we were expecting it forbidden door the atlantic are uh, the north atlantic whatever title it's going to be for AEW, um, or All-Atlantic, sorry. Uh, it was going to be Ishii, Nero, Pac, and uh, Penta Oscura now. And unfortunately, mm. Ishii's out. He has a left knee injury and will not be able to compete. In his place, Clark Connors will be taking over for him. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I, no offense to Clark. No offense to anybody from the dojo. But honestly, I think it's a real disservice that 
the probably I think the best product that has come out of that LA dojo is hands down Carl Fredericks. He's in there with big boys. I mean, no offense to Carl, no to Clark, you know, your junior. No. I don't think this is this was a very this is a very you know suitable person. And I do know that Carl Fredericks has been very vocal lately about New Japan. So maybe he is on his way out. Who knows? But. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, couldn't they have gotten another Japanese person? I think that's like... it. I think the issue probably is visas and travel restrictions. Uh, you know, it, it is it is difficult at times to travel, you know, from Japan over to the U.S., and visas can be a problem. I'm sure that Ishii, why he was able to come unless he had a visa to work here because he's done other stuff. So, you yeah. know, even the people we've seen come out, I'm sure the process of getting, like, uh, Takahashi and Okada and all them it's been a while running to get everyone ready to come out here so in a moment like this you may not be able to get another t- Japanese talent so you go with the trusted New Japan talent who's American and that's Clark Connors yeah so but you know there was talk about you know Naito and that whole LIJ crap and then obviously that got scrapped because of uh, what AAA uh, CMLL yeah. Oh, CMLL? Yeah. So, you know, um, I mean... I but that's know. who they picked. That's who they picked. Uh, Clark Connors is from L.A. Um, no, he's from Seattle. From the he's LA. from Seattle. L.A. Dojo. Part of the L.A. Jo- dojo, yes. All right. And we got Malachi in... in oh, coming Malachi out of Netherlands. Not. Oh, wait. Uh, Pentas, so Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then wait. you said the other one is... Um, uh, ah. Wait, yeah. Miro and Pac, or is Miro? So it's Miro, it's Pac, it's Malachi. My mistake, I thought Penta won. Uh, and it's uh, now Clark Connors. So oh, it's Pac? It's... Yeah. Where's Pac from? I... Pac's from England? He's from the UK. He's fucking Neville. Yeah. I don't know where what part of the UK. There's a lot of He's stuff from... in there. He looks like an elf. Come on now. Where's Bulgaria? It's south... It's southeastern Europe. Yeah. It's it's one of those countries that was part of the Soviet oh, Union. Oh, it's by yeah. the Greece, like by Greece, the Ukraine, Turkey area. Yeah. yeah. Right. So realistically, the only person from a country that even touches the Atlantic is Malachi. And even yeah. that, it's kind of locked away from the Atlantic because uh, the North Sea's in the way of it. Yeah. But you kind of get a, a mix of North Sea and Atlantic right there over by Belgium, but definitely not by the Netherlands. So, yeah, it's uh... yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> uh, you know why? At least when they replaced a Japanese wrestler, they replaced him with another non-Atlantic Ocean-based wrestler. So they kept yeah. true to form, and the All Atlantic title will have all non-Atlantic competitors. I'm into but, it. Let's do it. But remember. Their promotion that runs primarily on the Atlantic. And JPW? No, AEW. They do yeah. not. They're, they're landlocked. They're, Chicago is not on the coast. They've done no, New York like once. Majority. No, Florida. Jacksonville. On the oh, Florida. There you go. Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Do I need That's to go on? That's a good point. On? They do keep Never saying, North Carolina. I know. Yeah, no. Go away. 
I mean, I do find it funny that on the fucking belt it has the Japanese flag, and yeah. I get it. I think it's. I would put it's just money poorly on. Named. It's fine. It's oh just yeah, a poorly it's, named title. I would yeah. put money on it for a long period of plotting of this title. It was something along the lines of the intercontinental title. Yes. Yeah. And then they were like. Well, no, we can't do that because yeah. WWE has that. And then they went through other various things that sounded dumb. But that's where we ended up is the All-Atlantic. I mean, do... I don't know. Shit. Like, it'd be cool to me if it was a Pacific Coast title because they do do so much on the East Coast and maybe they could do, like, throw out to the West Coast where they're from. Mm-hmm. And that would at least make sense. Or make it a global title. But then that, you know... Global. So. Global would be good. Multi-continental would have been fine instead of intercontinental. You could have the said... The Pangea um, title. Pangea. Mm-hmm. You could have said non-Pacific. That'd be good. Because then... <laughs> General all-country title. The Foreigner's Open. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like that one. Foreigner's Open Challenge. The, for- the Clock title. The Foreigner's <laughs> Open Cup. God damn it, Clark. Cup. <laughs> Damn it, Clark, you ruined that. Yeah. Yeah. No. At least we don't get TJP, so I guess that's okay. Uh, No, but he just won a fucking title over there. I don't give a care what he won. He's problematic. He's a... I know, but they just gave fucking the tag title they strapped on him over there And then they had a problem, and they had a problem with Marty, you know, doing the, uh, the New Japan Strong in the States. Screw you. Screw you. Sorry. Screw you. Definitely inconsistencies. Totally inconsistent. I'm sick um, of this crap. But that's kind of crazy. The issues out. But yeah, it sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Uh, I know that this. Guy Jean open. <laughs> Guy open. Uh, mm-hmm. I I know that this is out of context, and we don't have the full context here. But the fact that this is the quote floating around, I just wanted to say something about it real quick because. Because the interview is supposed to be really good. So part of it's me promoting the interview. Sessions with uh, Renee Paquette. She interviewed John Moxley. I don't know how she landed that one, if I'm being honest. Like, That's he's a hard, hard to, one. That was a hard he's, one. Hard to, he's hard to nail down. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. So it's a little... She's got a, she's got ties to somebody, I guess. She must have been fucking the talent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Who she's fucking to get these interviews, man. Yeah, she fucking Moxley? <laughs> can't believe it there's a a podcast out there called guys we fucked and i wanted to tweet out a joke about them being like who do i gotta fuck to get on a podcast around here and they're like never mind found it but they're actually the women who do the show is they're actually very cool very nice i've met them in new york and um i'm happy for their success no is it a wrestling oh no it's just like kind of a it's a generalized uh women empowerment sex positive uh anti-slut shaming kind of a podcast it's branched off very far from that they're both comedians so it's pretty funny in general but um that's kind of how it started and and, and it's doing its thing but the sessions with napac cat interviews john moxley and then this quote started floating around uh moxley says a lot of people in my position would have stayed in rehab a lot longer stayed in hiding a lot longer i was done three months later the one therapist i had straight up told me to retire i think that it's a cool sentiment for one that he was that he's feeling really good he's eight months sober uh from what i heard from people who've heard the whole interview he sounded really healthy and happy and he's being very successful in his sobriety which i think is fantastic Mm -hmm. i just think that the wording and timing 
seems to me to be a little ill-timed with all the Jeff Hardy stuff going around to kind of like diminish rehab and saying that you left early to saying that being in rehab is being in hiding like for being kind of the current poster boy of getting better I I wish that he leaned a little more on the on the positivity of being there and not so much like yeah I got out as fast as I could and look at me now like a lot of people are looking at him right now. They're looking to him right now for inspiration, for their own strength and their own struggles. And it's just, uh, I mean, that's what we saw with, with Hardy, right, is he clearly didn't want rehab, and then now he clearly has to go to rehab. Like, we want to promote those things that were helpful too, right? And I know I heard another clip where he was talking about his his failures in sobriety and how he kept fighting to find something that would, that would work, and that's when he went to rehab, uh, which is also fantastic. And so, I mean, I, I know it's going to be, this is out of context, but just seeing it float around was kind of like, whoa, that's worse. They didn't pull that, that fucking. Yeah. I, I agree there. I think that was a poor clip to pull, Mm -hmm. um, for it. I, I, you want me to kind of jump in with what I was uh, saying before the show? So yeah, hit it. When I heard this, when I read it, like my initial thought was as an, as a person with a journalism background, this is, it sounds to me like when you're listening into like a, like Terry Gross on Fresh Air and somebody says something and what a great interviewer does is then say, hey, can you elaborate on that? And I feel like because the subject is very close to the interviewer, we didn't have that. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying this to, to bemoan who did it. Uh, I'm saying this in the sense that, you know, with, with with couples with people who are that close together you know there's kind of an unspoken language they may get and yeah. so she's she she might have been like yeah that makes sense and he might have been saying that I, I i mean i doubt he's saying it like ah fuck therapy fuck this you yeah. know i i got this i know what's going on to me it read more like yeah you know they were pushing me to get out of this because mm. of a lot of things that are unsaid but you can infer like yeah. Well, wrestling has a lot of history of people with substance abuse issues there. The touring schedule is rough. These factories will not help somebody who's trying to better themselves when they've had these struggles. But in not asking that follow-up and then it also not being written about, we hear this part, which comes off like a, a knocking of therapy, especially right now. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, So really similarly, and it was funny, after I saw that from you, I saw a video on YouTube of Steve-O was on a radio show uh, called Hot Box, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about BAM and comparing mm-hmm. BAM Margera with Steve-O, both who one is going through a lot of issues with sobriety and one who su- famously succeeded. And um, I, I appreciated, so they kept asking questions about it when you had these moments where it was like a, you know, a person who's gone through giving kind of like an answer they feel is very obvious, and then the interviewer's yeah. like, well, wait, can you give me more? And he threw out more, and it was helpful. I feel mm-hmm. like here, it's one more question would have made this a really much clearer answer, you know? Yeah, and maybe a more powerful, powerful statement uh, in benefit of rehab, because like you said, it did come off a little bit dismissive, but also there's a different part of the interview where he comes off stating flat out he needed the rehab, like which. So I know he's not trying to be dismissive, but yeah. this this being there that it what it, what it was, I was kind of like that's a a bummer because I we don't always and like you said, 
to me, a big knock is on the people who quoted it right then and there because I'm all like, there should be more here because, like you said too, sometimes the other thing that couples will have, that unspoken language, will also be that unspoken understanding of what that person intended. And they're not always looking at it from a lens of, hey, you might not want to say it that way. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. they just come yeah. from a place where they care so much and they get the person. They're tr- where sometimes an, an interviewer who's not who's listening because they're getting sound clips will then go like, hey, that is a standalone sound clip can sound wrong. Maybe I need to ask something else to fill in the gap. You know, he said this, but also followed with this, you know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting and neat. But it is a uh, the interview is supposed to be really, really good. So check it out. Anybody want full context of it? Uh, Amanda, any thoughts on it? You know, I I think it's very ill timed. Um, yeah. I know in a way, it it's really interesting to me because it's like, are you, you know? I feel like there's something underlying. Yes. There. I thought that too. Because I don't feel like, you know, he's a very. I don't know. He just doesn't seem very upfront with a lot of things. He's very guarded, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I'm like, yeah, why, if all of any time, why one would you say this? Especially with, you know, obviously with Jeff. And then two, you're the company, you're basically, you're main eventing yeah. something that's supposed to be, well, supposed to be this big deal. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm kind of like, yeah, so that's your spokesperson of this, you know, who's probably, he's getting his belt back. We already know this. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what what's the point? Yeah, and I thought that it kind of almost, to, yeah. it almost suggested an underlying issue with the company and the rehab to begin with, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Jeff made the comment, fuck WWE for telling me I need to go to rehab. And then he pops up in AEW immediately thereafter. And mm-hmm. AEW is like, oh, he knows what's best for him, right? And I think that the... The narrative we keep kind of seeing run through everything is that the belief backstage in AEW is the talent knows best, always and always, regardless of any kind of medical input, therapy input, rehab input. No one knows better than the person themselves, which is is there's something to be said for that at times, but there's also something to be said for these people are major athletes, big time performers, adrenaline junkies. However you want to cut it, they're fighters. Like yeah. they don't want to be down and out. So yeah. these are the that's why that someone needs to be there to stop them sometimes from hurting themselves worse, right? That's why people are forced into stopping a match early or why Jeff was even given that ultimatum to begin with. Go to rehab or else. And then now there's becoming more and more stuff like this when you see these stupid little quotes out of context or otherwise that just kind of stack on to the concept of, Hey, maybe backstage doesn't really care that much, right? They care no. enough to ask you how you're doing. And if you lie to them, they're going to be totally cool with it. Cause they'll never double check anyways. Nope. You know what I mean? Especially like, if you're someone that is well liked by the boss. Yeah. The more liked you are, the more freedom you have to tell doctors to go fuck themselves. Right. No one still never apologized about continuing Matt Hardy's match when he was in quite a bad shape in that, uh, I forget which, which pay-per-view it was specifically, but we all know which match. They never apologized or said yeah. they did it wrong. They said, no, everything went fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just like, something's got to be in place there to be all like, hey, I know you are ready to come out. You feel that way. 
we're going to go ahead and double down and and have you can finish the program fully right but like i said he's doing awesome at eight months and you know sometimes it just takes that one thing to click with that person and then they can go they can fly so um again more power to him i just was thinking timing wise that wasn't the best that come out right now gr lunar in the chat cheers wotr fam cheers to lunar Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see if I have any other news stuff. Lady Frost asked for her release from Impact. Interesting. Yeah, she put it out there. She said, hey, I've asked for my release. Everyone can go fuck themselves. No, I'm kidding. She said very nice things. She said, I've officially asked for my release from Impact Wrestling. I want to thank the incredible fans, staff, and locker room, as well as Scott Damore and Real Gail Kim, for the opportunities given to me, thank you for a great experience. What do you think? I uh, Gail, well, I believe follows the show, yeah. I, you know, I always thought that think? AEW kind of dropped the ball with her. Because I what thought she was a little... Well, you can't drop was... the ball if you never picked it up. Well, they should have picked it up, you know? Because it was almost like, wow, you know, you they were really AEW focusing the on ball. her. Oh, yeah. I did, Sorry, yeah. she's... I know, she's yelling at me about stuff she can't even hear. She's responding to things she's not hearing, and it's upsetting the whole. It's upsetting everyone. <laughs> or put on headphones. I'll, I'll tune no, in. No, oh, just... never mind. You don't need a mic. You don't need a mic after that. Oh boy! What the hell is that? I got a new prop for the show, so we can write it off on our taxes. So just in case I don't have one in the cannon, I have a new cannon. Oh god, it comes up so hard on the ears. Does it come through really well? Maybe I should pull it back a little bit. Yeah. It comes out too well. Oh yeah, I saw it was in the red. Yeah. And it lights up. How about this distance? Is this better? Is that a little better? I mean Yeah. (laughs) It is what it is, you know. (laughs) You're like, I'm never gonna say that that's just about right. (laughs) We're such a classy show, you know. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I don't understand how Real Lady Frost was not signed by anybody. No. no. And I I don't get it. Not to say, I'm not knocking Impact, because let me tell you, I think that they have probably one of the best women's divisions. I mean, look at, historically, they've always had the best women's division. Yeah. Um, Especially when you have Gail Kim as the one who's like leading the charge over there. It's like, Jesus, you don't get any better than gail i mean she's incredible mm-hmm. and yep. i think that you know i can i get it with lady frost why she probably would want to leave um mm-hmm. but i hope she gets she's going somewhere that's you know worth her while mm. you know what i mean no. yeah okay. i'm curious i'm curious to see what she does next well speaking of I... people go ahead yeah and doing next did you see that uh, Flip Gordon is closing his uh, pro wrestling piece store next uh, on the first, as of the first? That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Is he retiring? Insider knowledge, no. Um, I was told, I don't know, this might be an exclusive, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, people. But this is just something that I had heard uh, through very re- reliable sources that we might be seeing him... Um, in the WWE 
Uh, that'd be mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. And I, I get it. Um, because people are like, oh, you know, what's going to be, you know, because I guess he was on Sammy Guevara's blog. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this big deal about, oh, the Bucks want you to call them. So a lot of people are thinking he's going to AEW, but why would you close your wrestling yeah. key store? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. suspicious. So um, I'm really thinking that that's probably true. And I had heard yeah. this at least a month and a half ago. Yeah. So two months ago almost. So definitely um, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, if WWE does book him correctly, that he could be doing some pretty major things over there. So how tall is if he? If that's where he's going. Yeah. How tall is he? Five two. Uh no. That sounds he's about like right. five. He's actually no, he's not. No. He's taller than Marty. Okay. And five, that's three? a lot. No, I'm five three. Oh god, I'm so tall than me. No, he's like five he's actually like five nine. Yeah. Five ten. I just pulled it up. Yeah? Alright. Marty all right. says he's five ten, but that's bullshit. Yeah. That can't yeah. be true at all. He's good he's a good five foot five on a good day. Yeah, he's five 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 six yeah. or so. There's a picture yeah, of me five, standing five, next five, to Marty and he's like he's shorter than me and I'm yeah I'm no six no, footer no six footer and when you have someone like I don't know Colt Cabana who's like oh my god you short people and we looked at him like are you rude yeah rude <laughs> he's like would you two are the same height I'm like rude yeah. we are not well, that'd be pretty cool it'll be neat to see where that how yeah. that turns out too yeah, yeah. Cheer, cool. cheers to him you know I like yeah. I think if anybody because obviously you know he the I, I can see them throwing some patriotic-y kind of gimmick to him. I mean, he'd been there, done that. You know, yeah. he does. Very, is, is very proud of, it, of his um, uh, military experience. So I really think oh, that yeah. that'll be a really good good fit. If there's anybody that I think in, that I would ever say, oh yeah, they definitely should be going to WWE, it's him. Yeah, they can I'm repackage they the can... Uh, Forgotten Sons. Do it all over again. Yeah. Also, with it too, <laughs> is I think that they were i know they were interested in him like when he first came out you know with yeah. first out on the scene but his big thing was always and he had told me had said you know i, I don't want that right now i need to learn and that mm-hmm. was you know shocking to hear because you get all these guys who are like as soon as they're out of wrestling school oh i want to make go to the wwe mm. well you haven't done anything <laughs> yet you know it's like let well, you there's know, something to be said for both now you know yeah but there's yeah. something to be said for for both just because you get into the, like I mean Bianca Belair was never on the on the thing. She paid her dues in other ways. She was an athlete in yeah. other ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and there's but something to be like, said for not having to unlearn a a thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see both sides but of it. To be honest, I'm never bothered by somebody who does or doesn't. I've always think yeah. that both paths are fine. Yeah, but if you were like I don't know, I'm gonna throw you under the bus, mom. You were clumped, and you just got out of wrestling school. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to go to the WWE. They're going to sign me. It's going to be great. Probably not. Be hopeful. You know. Yeah, it'll well, work. You got to be hopeful. Maybe one day. But Lunar says that he was ready for the WWE after his first week in, in, in wrestling training out here. I agree. You should see that guy's hair. It's fantastic. That's well, fair. Yeah. See? Yeah. But is it like, okay, Lunar, is your hair on the, um, the Tanahashi level? I mean, it's up. Because then you need to be signed right away. And he's got like a James so, Franco smile. 
That dude could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is a good smile and a butt yeah. and good hair. That's all. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, uh, just tweet out some butt pictures, Lunar. We'll we'll get those floating around and get you signed oh, to WWE yeah, we'll in no this. time. Yep. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything else uh, uh, new specific. Do you want to tell me some of the birthdays? Yeah, there's not a lot of birthdays this week, just so, you know, you guys know. Yeah, I didn't see very many. Um, but the ones that we do have, there's some pretty uh, significant ones. Like today, if you've got shots, take a shot with Brandy. Brandy Rhodes, happy birthday. It's her birthday today. Hey, whatever yeah. the song is. I don't know the song or whatever. Yeah. Um, Billy Kay also has a uh, birthday today, so happy birthday. Adam Pierce is celebrating a birthday. Mm. Talk about, you know, all this, you know, ring of honor, you know, like people coming back and around places that I know he's not going anywhere, but happy birthday to him. One of my personal favorite divas from back in the day, because I loved Lay Cool, is happy birthday, Layla. I, I really mm. loved Lay Cool. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I liked them a lot. They were great. Um, and I'm surprised this man is not getting to walk through the forbidden door or maybe he is, I don't know. Is Hiroki Goto going through the Forbidden Door this weekend, Tom? No. No. See? Damn. Want to think again, visas. Yeah. True. True, true, true. Mark Haskins. Love that guy. Happy birthday, dude. Uh, his yeah. birthday's this weekend. Uh, and actually, we got to remember, uh, shout out wherever you are, Mr. Triple H, is your birthday coming up, so... Happy yeah. birthday. Get well soon. Um, another one who's got a birthday is Matt Stryker. Yes, the, yeah, the teacher, Matt Stryker, not the other Matt Stryker. I don't know. Personally, I, I love him as a commentator. I know a lot of people don't. Oh, he's great. But I, I love him. And that's one of the real reasons why I miss Lucha Underground, not just because of the storytelling, but he is just such a great commentator. And I, you know, I really wish that, you know, we see more of him somewhere mm -hmm. so happy birthday he really dude. made it, yeah he really made yeah, it, he made it. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't think things would be the same if um he wasn't doing the commentary to be quite honest like i think mm. that he he made it what it is and finally one more birthday to an aew alum happy birthday serena deep Ah, very good. Very yeah, good. it's her birthday. So yay, everybody who's having a birthday. If I miss somebody, I'm so sorry. But there's not a lot of birthdays going around this week. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, supposedly, um, rumor is that Triple H showed up at the Performance Center this week and said, I'm back. But no one oh. knows what that really means yet. So we'll see what that, what that means. Well, maybe it's not going to be 2.0. Maybe it's going to be NXT 2.0 Black or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, back in black. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see how, how it pans out. So a lot of the, the IWC was uh, up in arms this week because of, uh, for some reason, they were really hammering on Adam Cole and his physique, which is just weird to me that it comes up so regularly. Like, we've mentioned it since he was in NXT. We never really, yeah. I mean, especially me and Kev, we were always kind of, like, making fun of his size and stuff. Uh so now that he's in AEW and everyone's all like, why did I never notice this before? I'm a little confused by it. But the thing that I thought yeah, was funny. Yeah. 
The thing I think is funny is that he, when you post pictures of him in NXT versus now, he is in much worse shape than he was then, which is fine. You know, it is what it is. He doesn't work out as much. He, he just doesn't have to. Why does? Why would he? Right. So, what I think is funny is the amount of people coming in his defense and saying things like, "Until you train like him." You have no room to talk. And I was like, I think that's the point is everyone feels like they do train like him because it looks like he plays video games and hasn't done a push-up in four years. Like, if I'm being honest, I do about 20 to 50 push-ups a week. I break them up throughout the week. It's very little. My chest and arms are bigger than him and look better than his right now. One. And so all I'm saying is I know that with laziness, you can still have a better physique than what he's got right now. Because I'm lazy. No, and I, I, I align with that. I mean, it's not, it's not body shaming. It's, you know, there's a lot of people in AEW from WWE or from the Indies that you get these questions about. And you're like, you really kind of got like Ryan, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish like that that group it's like you guys all look kind of shit compared to what you did um, and like I, I don't know what's going on you know I, so uh, yeah it's you do I, I, I'm still stuck on you do 50 push ups a week yeah give or take I'll do like 10 a day and then I'll do like 15 like two days later and and then one on day I'll do are... like five do you do princess push-ups or normal? Depends on the day. You know what I mean? I'm lazy, man. Yeah, I am fucking lazy. I am not working out like crazy around here. And I've lost 75 pounds and put on a bunch of muscle up top. I'm just saying, you can be really fucking lazy and be in better shape than what he's doing right now. So I think that all the gamers complaining have every room to stand on saying, I know exactly what he does. Well, <laughs> Fucking, like, Woods. Woods is known as a body guy in WWE by any stretch. He's never been, like, the most cut, the biggest. He's but jacked, he's in, Yeah, he's in fucking frightening good shape. Yeah, he's jacked. Mm-hmm. Well, you're making that good TV money. Yeah. He. Why the fuck would you have left WWE if you're not making that good money? You were doing pretty decent in NXT, and I'm pretty sure they would have kept your ass. <laughs> no. 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 Because, you know, it, no. He needs, you know, at the end of the day, he's not that great. Because if he went on to the main roster, would he, he wouldn't be doing anything. Let's yeah. be real. None of those guys. Undisputed. Yeah. Era, they wouldn't be doing shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much they liked you in the, you know, in the golden black. It doesn't matter. You aren't going to do shit over there. So... Yeah. You know, where where are you going to go? You're going to go somewhere where, yeah, your old lady is pretty much almost, you know, blowing the boss, it feels like, because the kind of push she has. Got to go where my friends are. Got to go where my friends are. And I think this is part of it, too, because I think this doubles into an interview that came out today with Ember Moon, uh, former Ember Moon, current Athena from uh, AEW fame. She says, um, I think the best way to describe it is I think the former place, if you will, uh, demanded perfection. 
It didn't matter what curveballs were being thrown at you. They were very, they were just very stoic energy. There was just very stoic energy of, all right, this is what we expect out of you. Do it. And if you don't do it, you get ripped a new one. Sometimes it's like, okay, cool. We understand problems happen, but that was never, there was never that high energy. Uh, Hunter was the exception to that. I will say that, but coming into AEW, you get pumped, you get excited. Every match he, Tony Khan is there. He's in the huddle with everyone. I'm like, where did you come from? I feel like he's just teleporting backstage. Nice. He's all, yeah, high energy. Uh, I feel like he's teleported backstage. I'll leave one area and see him talking here, but in some kind of way, he's doubled in front of me. I'm like, how you were... (laughs) So he's... Oh, running Doctor all over Strange the place. Shit where, you know, Doctor oh, Strange shit. Yeah. yeah, doing the Doctor Strange portals. That's what coke yeah. yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. But she says, and it's uh, and it's not demanding perfection. It's like, hey, you go out there and do the best damn job. And if it's perfect, I'm happy. If it's not, I'm happy. I'm just excited that you're here, willing to put your body on the line for this company. That's the type of energy. So it's like, all right, I'm going to go put my body on the line. Let's go. The energy, the aura backstage, it's so different. It's so positive. Everyone wants to help each other. Everyone is just excited, is just excited to be there, right? Uh, which is weird because I'm not used to that on any level. It's so exciting. Which I thought was kind of a funny way of saying, like... You sipped the Kool-Aid. What, well, you've sipped the Kool-Aid, but also that it's what everyone's been saying. Like, is everyone just happy to be there and no one trying hard to do great? Because everyone's, like, not getting better. Like, that's something that people complain about a lot is people go there and they don't get better than they were in WWE. They get worse. And it's like, oh, maybe because there's no pressure to be good. No. Yeah. There are some people who have gotten better. Some. But they don't have the opportunity to show people. Yeah. Well, there's that. But I'm saying, like, also the people – because there's a – I was thinking about it. A lot of people complaining about the Kevin Dunn cuts – you know, with the zoom-ins and the hard cuts that WWE does. A lot of the people we saw in WWE who we said, this guy's so amazing, how is it not working? Show up in AEW and then have flub after flub and nothing connects and nothing looks right. And I go, I wonder if the Kevin Dunn cuts were, became out of necessity and not out of desire. If it was, hey, if we don't shimmy the camera around, you're going to see these guys are not getting anywhere near connecting. Where in AEW, they just hold the camera shot still. They don't care. They'll zoom in on a razor blade. And if you mess it up, they go, whatever, mess it up next time. That's fine. Like, there's just no pressure. And so I wonder I wonder if that's why you see some of the people who go over there and then just have their big one moment in the beginning and then just kind of, like, taper off where it's all like, well, they're not being told get better. They're getting told, like, just happy you're here. All right, well, fine. If you're just happy I'm here, then I'm just happy I'm here. You know what I mean? It's an interesting concept of a dynamic. I'm not pretending I know what's going on back there. I'm just saying based off of what we've heard in these interviews and what we see on TV, like, I just thought it was kind of neat to think about. Clump, any thoughts? Then we'll go back to Amanda. No, I'm good. Jump to Amanda. <laughs> He's spaced out. Totally spaced yeah. out there. No, uh, no, Amanda? No. <laughs> Amanda? I don't know. I'm just... You know, when we see Forbidden Door this weekend... Are you aiming farts at people? Oh my no, god. No, I put it down. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> if you're at home listening, yeah, Marsh has this new toy. And it's a fart gun. It's my fart gun. I can point it right down, stare down the barrel of a fart gun. 
That's like me staring off ocean, standing up against ocean spray. Yeah, it is. Doesn't do anything for me. It's gonna end clump. You're gonna see a lot of things that it's gonna be a very poor showing. Um, I think with New Japan. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about the show. Go ahead and break it. Like get into get into all of it. I'm just saying, you know, with those cuts because. Oh yeah. You know, it's one thing that I will say that was great about New Japan and Ring of Honor was they don't do those crazy Kevin Dunn cuts. They didn't do that. But you never saw things that were blatantly botches, people missing, things like that. You can't cover someone who doesn't sell for you. You can't do that. But, you know, you didn't see all of that. So it looked really clean, really professional. It looked like the best wrestling on the planet. And And that's where Strong Kyle came from because it looked like they were fucking connecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fast forward to what we're probably going to see. It's like, oh my god, that's a hot mess. Like the ending of, you know, Dynamite yesterday. That was a total mess. What is this shit show? The best part of the ending was watching Murder Grandpa just kind of ho-hum down the ramp. That was the best part of it. Yeah. And I mean, like, that was just epic and stoic and kind of scary. Like, this man doesn't give a fuck. And then I'm sitting there, oh, Aubrey. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with Murder Grandpa. I don't give a care what you are. You're going to know Solomon anyway. But don't fuck with Murder Grandpa, okay? Yeah. He'll kill you. All right? I, I wouldn't fuck with Murder Grandpa. No. They're, they're, no. No, girl. No. No. Yeah, you but die, then Yuda made Murder Grandpa look weak. I was like, what I the know. hell is this? This is like, I was, the whole yeah. like if we want to start from the ending of Dynamite, it worked the other way. We yeah. totally can. But uh, yeah, that whole ending felt like it was this fifteen-minute-long Moxley into moment. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Go ahead, like, awkwardly stare. Like yeah, I, I kept sitting there, and you could see in the crowd as they're going around. The crowd's just like, but what do I look at? And it, a lot of people, so. There was so much there that it felt like the action, like they were doing dumb shit to make the action in the ring seem important, and everyone else is acting deliberately silly, mm-hmm. which I get, but also this didn't have to go on that long. This would have been more interesting if it were everyone coming out, them to both of them kind of laying the house down as everyone's outside of the ring, fighting still, and then they stop and stare at each other. Not mm-hmm. five minutes of it as the whole locker room or the whole, yeah, more or less this whole locker room empties into it, you know? But yeah. instead, I, I get they were trying to do something a little bit different because maybe that would have been a bit too telegraphed, but it, it just, it was so long. You're like, why? It was weirdly long. And I felt like that it didn't come off as chaos because chaos is when like a lot of shit's happening at one time, but usually in one like, place. Like yeah, this was scattered. It was so scattered that it didn't feel like chaos. It just felt like a bunch of shit was happening randomly all over the place, <laughs> which is different than chaos. You know what I mean? Like, if all those people were in the ring and doing that, and Moxley and Tanahashi were staring at each other while they're fighting around them within the ring, it would have looked like chaos happening all around them, and here these two are perfectly still. Sort of like that whole uh, Undisputed Era Finn Balor uh thing remember that when they beat down i think it was champa that kind of thing can it looks fantastic when two dudes are like they're not even worried about the chaos around them 
these guys had no reason to be worried about the chaos around them because it was also spread out and all over the place. It was so weird. It felt like Tony didn't know when the show was going to end. Oh, and was just like, just keep doing it until eventually it ends. Yeah, and it made Eddie look like a bitch yet again. Again. Yet again. I'm like, I'm like, very fitting you're wearing that Bad News Bears jersey. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're like the Bad News Bears of like AEW, dude. Yeah. Yeah, the lovable loser. And I'm like, I love you, Eddie. But shit, that, no. I, yeah. I, it kills me every time when he, something happens like this. And I'm like, man, that guy got, he, needs to, he needs to go. He needs to get out of there. Yeah. Before he has no more balls. Seriously. I mean, what yeah, else can happen? It's a total bummer. Um, it's a waste. Yeah. I saw Teconti tweeted out that she couldn't believe she was in the same segment as Suzuki. And I was like, I swear to God, I didn't notice she was out there at all. I didn't see her once. No, she I'm sure like... she was out there somewhere, but the camera, I don't think, caught anything. Um, No, she was. I saw her. She was like pinned up up against you know the rail oh i'm like it's an honor for you to be in there girl you shouldn't even been anywhere near <laughs> now if you took a punch from murder grandpa or he like gave you that wicked smile and you fucking pissed yourself and ran away then yeah you could say that but no mm -mm. yeah so was the rest you know of the crowd yeah and the rest <laughs> of the fans were just standing there watching too <laughs> yeah, like, that was a again awful crowd like, mm. I'm sorry, again, the most diverse crowd they had was Los Angeles. I didn't really watch, I kind of watched um, when they were in um, Ontario, mm -hmm. but those were the two most diverse crowds they've ever had in that front. I'm sick of seeing the same type of person. There's always three bored women who are there. Yeah. Obviously the boyfriend dragged them there. Or if they do like wrestling, they only like someone who's kind of cute. Because one of them was yeah. wearing, I think, a Moxley shirt. I'm like, really? Yeah. Why can't I be up in the front with my random shirts, you know? But, yeah, the crowd was awful. It didn't help that whole segment at all. No. Actually, it didn't help anything the whole evening. By the end of the segment, I felt really weird. I felt like this was getting really awkward. And I was like, these guys are having to stand there and look like doofuses. Like, mm -hmm. For the first couple yeah. minutes, I was like, okay, cool. They're doing the, the whole the schmoz thing. And then after a while, I was all like, the fuck like at one point i thought tanahashi started laughing just because he realized that this is getting bad he did you know I, mean? I swear he did i swear he did i'm like poor tana uh, and then the one guy when tana made his entrance the fan when it was like all in awe that he was like he shook tanahashi's hand i'm like dude that's nothing touch his hair okay that yeah. look he had on his face was more like if he had touched his hair you're just shaking the man's hand yeah, i've shaken the man's hand I've also touched his hair, and let me tell you, I had that. <gasps> it's like the Pulp Fiction briefcase. Mm-hmm. It's like sense. petting a unicorn. I tell people they're like, "What was it like?" It's like petting a fucking unicorn. That makes you sense. You know, you can't you can't really describe it to somebody because it's Clunk, just so magical. Could you grow in some luscious locks again, or no? No. Yeah. Just the beard. All right, we'll have to it's start braiding same, your though. beard and wisping it. Like yeah, it's not the same though. It's not the same. Nah. Unless you start flat ironing, flat ironing. It. Yeah, let's start flat ironing his beard. We're gonna start. Yeah. You're gonna be our pretty, pretty princess, Clump. We're gonna. He is painful. <laughs> like I've tried the flat ironing and it hurts. Beauty is pain. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, you gotta, gotta respect that. 
I respect that. What do you What do you guys think about the build? Like, I mean, well, instead of breaking on everything, let's talk a little more uh, broadly. the The build to Forbidden Door that was the go home show. We did see Okada. I believe there's a Fatal Four Way, but that wasn't really clearly explained uh, for the IWGP Championship. Uh, <laughs> what do you, Clump? Are you excited about Forbidden Door at this point? Have they done enough to at least make you anxious for some of the matches? I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a really cool show, and I mean... I still think it's a fun concept. Yes, I think I need to see it. I'm excited to see it, but I need to see more uh, going on, because this to me is where they both both companies need to come together and lay out the best they can do to create that excitement, because right now... Yeah, I, I can see that, but then part of me is like, time and again on AEW's own pay-per-views, they've kind of, you know, they've telegraphed what's going to happen so um, predictably that, like, you, it feels like it's going to be a house show. Um, yeah. In a sense, a lot of the excitement from it is gone from what they've done. It, that I may be wrong. It may be awesome, and I hope it is, but... I'm interested. Um, I will watch the clips before I do anything. If I were, you know, if this were uh, announced right after All In, I've been like way into it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, this also should have been maybe their first pay per view, but we know things were a little bit weird with New Japan when they left. Yeah. But. It, it I don't see a... I'm not super excited. I, I think some of the matches are good. I'm curious about the Zack Sabre-Danielson's choice match. I think that'll be really interesting, or could be. Who do you think it's going to be, Clump? Um, my hope... Well, my, my initial hope was uh, it would be Suzuki. But then I was like, no, he's in another match of the card because that that'd be really cool. That would be fun. Um, anyway, Even also, they did insinuate that whoever he picks is going to be the newest member of the the Blackpool Combat Club. So it wouldn't be somebody who's not coming in for a while. You know what I mean? I mean, I think if they phrased it a little bit differently, it'd been really cool if it were Regal. Mm. But yeah. I think. I don't know if, and this is not knocking Zack Saber. He's a great, he's a great wrestler, but I don't know if he could carry Regal because Regal is, you know, he's he's not been in the ring for a while. Yeah. Um, he could carry Regal. I bet you the two of them can make it happen. Make but then also, part of me also, I don't know if I want to see more carrying because there are several matches in the card that do feel like carry jobs. Well, there's that. You know, but... just based on how they pull people together. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's going to be Regal. Right now, the big speculations that are out there are Claudio and Johnny Gargano. Uh, I feel there's like one more. there's yeah. one that I had that I saw one other person mention, but I only see one other one. I think it's the Is one that you and I both want. I'm Chris Hero? No. Why would it be Chris no. Hero? No. I got a way better one than Chris Hero. Who's better than Chris Hero? Chris Thatcher. Hero. Oh, shit, yeah. That'd be amazing. Damn, why I didn't I, you know, I think I got all excited. Well, the thing, the reason why I wasn't thinking Thatcher is because he just signed with Noah. 
That's a big no no. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. They do not like that. They don't. That. Yeah, they do, they don't. They do not like that. <laughs> they do not like that at all. So that's, why I, that's why I yeah. that's I thought would be a good one, but no, I'm like mm -mm. the minute I thought about that, I said, wait a minute, why am I even thinking that? Because Noah, no. So that's when I went to Chris Hero, because mm -hmm. again, going back to the Ring of Honor and nostalgic days, that's why I think it's really either going to be Claudio or Chris Hero. Claudio would be fantastic. That yes. Claudio yeah. makes the most sense. I don't Claudio think it's gonna be Chris. I don't think it's gonna be Chris Hero because after he got out, he's not done anything in the ring. Correct. He does and... seminars. He does seminars. Yeah, but, I, but that's, that's not in the ring. Here's the thing though. You gotta remember with Hero, when he first went to NXT and he was released the first time, he went on he was like the ended up being the fucking best wrestler in the world for those two years before he went back and i was mm -hmm. shocked he went back because i'm like are you kidding me why would you go back because they're just gonna talk shit about how you're fat and all this other stuff and try to change you and you know and that ultimately did not you know make you happy so but i do know because when i talked to chris the last time i saw him he had a great conversation i was like so when are you getting back in to it and he said, when the time is right, he says, I'm I'm not going to just do it to do it. He says, but it's got to be something that I feel very, I feel very passionate about. And it's right. It feels right. Mm -hmm. So I would think that working with like, you know, with Regal and then, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum and, and Dumbest, Muta, yeah. you know, might, could possibly be something that's great. Because he is be. technically, he's. I mean, he's, you know, that's like the, he is the professor of independent pro, professional pro wrestling. I think of anything. He could be like that a, guy. Yeah. So much knowledge and everything. But what's really sad is that I think people, and this is where, what my takeaway with the whole segment with Danielson, mm -hmm. one of the best things about Zack Sabre Jr. It's his fucking snotty, snarky ass. Yeah. He was not, and not giving him a mic did not do any justice to him. And then having Excalibur crowd... talk over him the whole time. Because he yeah. did come out and was like yelling into the camera, into the yeah, abyss. Yeah, like darling, la la la. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I already know his spiel. But oh, I was yeah. just like all excited. Lady, lady, lady Stiffy. Um, he's one of my favorites. But it was kind of like, Tony Khan, do you really know who, who who some of these people are? I don't think you do. Because I really think that if you'd known, you'd give them a microphone. Because mm -hmm. most of these people that are there in that crowd, they don't know who the fuck Zack Sabre Jr. is. They can't even spell his name correctly on Twitter. It's true. So I'm like, that's a great introduction. Now, what would been, have been even better is I want to hear him on. I've always said this. I want to hear him on the mic. Him and Starks go back and forth. Mm. That's fucking gold right there. You don't even have to have a match. Stop those two bicker at each other the whole fucking time. Put them both on commentary and just have them bicker back and forth, back and forth. That would have been amazing. And then yeah. Zach can put Ricky into a pretzel. And that would be great. That would be good. I, I, I'd pay a lot of money for that. But yeah. again, I mean, I, I don't know. So now I'm kind of really bummed about this match. I'm bummed about the matches that we should have gotten and we're not getting. Hmm. This was one with Danielson because, you know, I was like, I was shocked right away that they didn't even thought, think about that. It was like an afterthought. 
yeah, yeah. and it's an afterthought to bring Zack Sabre Jr. out the week, like, days before. And there's no yeah. build-up with it. Because people are probably like, who the hell is this idiot? Because if you don't watch New Japan and you didn't see his promos calling out, you know, Danielson, you're not going to know. Yeah. You know? You know, ironically... I remember seeing that clip and even thinking like, well, that wasn't that great, but at least he gets the ball rolling. So it would have been nice to give him a little more time to like say something where he wasn't just straight out of a match and huffing and puffing and just, you know, going through. But that's the allure of him. You know, he says some crazy shit. Like one of my favorite promos of him was, you know, God, you know, the one, it was the one, I can't remember who he wrestled, but it was someone who was a high flyer. Like if you see someone getting, you know, on top of the, you know, on top of the turnbuckle, he's like, you move. You don't just stand there and look at them. You move. You know, just yeah. shit like that. Like his bitchiness or his things about throwing his British politics into whatever. And Yeah, you know, but that's what I'm saying is the clip I saw him yeah. in New Japan calling out uh, Brian was none of that was there. It was just like a real short kind of thing. And I was like, that's why I agreed. They could have given him the time to say that other shit on AEW, which would have been nice. Um, you know, it's ironic. The, the match I'm looking forward to the absolute most has had the absolute worst build out of all of them so far. That's rosa and tony mm-hmm. or or as they say thunder and storm <laughs> oh that's a great one <laughs> there's a bunch of you know when those two at the end of uh, tony's match i was like you know there's a bit of you can see there's a mad respect between the two of them which is yeah. great and we already yeah. know it's going to be a great match i mean period yeah. so it's kind of like all right yeah that's you know that match but, needed more hype than it, it got. I agree with that. that and every all, the entire hype of the whole match is just at the end of every Tony Storm match, mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa runs out, gets her ass kicked, and Tony ends up holding her title. Like that's happened three weeks in a row, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? Why is Tony being or like, why is Thunder Rosa getting punked every week and looking all confused? How Tony keeps ending up holding her title? Like, quit running out there for no reason. Like, it's just it's been." It's been terribly built, but it's going to be the match to see in my mind. Like, that's the match I'm most excited for. And you've given Thunder the mic for, like, what, two and a half minutes tops? And you started to play her music over the top of the end of it anyways? And and even that was for the other match. It wasn't even for this one. That was for Serena. So, yeah, yeah. all we've had is them stare at each other back and forth. Like, fucking talk about each other. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm bummed by the think... build, but I'm excited to see the thing. Hmm? What's your least favorite one? You have the, no the match I'm least excited for, uh, yep. the all the all Atlantic Championship, I couldn't give, yeah, like really? a third of a turd. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not the one I I'm automatically gonna say. Um, anything with Jericho, I'm not even gonna try and watch. No. The worst match on that card is the one I'm thinking. Fucking mm. Ocean Spray. And fucking, uh, oh, and Orange Cassidy, yeah. I don't even yeah, think about that as like a real match. Zone? That's like, uh, yeah, that's there's nothing that's, about that. That's two assholes who don't fucking sell. So it's gonna be a yeah. whole no sold match. It's probably gonna be the longest one of all of the matches because yeah. everyone loves Orange Cassidy. And for some reason, I don't know why everybody loves Will Ospreay and thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. Y'all people don't watch enough wrestling or good wrestling if you think that. You bring up a really good point. I might only watch two matches out of this. Yeah, I mean, really. Thunderstorm, I mean, I'll watch. Kind of I'll watch Moxley and yeah. Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's it. I mean, I'm I'll I'll take a peek to see the Zach, Zach Saber Jr. I'll take a peek at that to see who it is, but I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say the tag match. Um, I am kind of interested in FTR, Cobb, and yeah. um, Rado Kong. That... can't really wrestle. Oh, okay. And uh, who was? Oh, and Rapungi Vice because you know, hey, I love Rapungi Vice. Yeah, but yeah. But that's gonna be interesting. I think that if Dax um, and Cash do not win. And have all those belts, that's a damn shame. Yeah, yeah they, they should. should. Yeah. yeah. Clump, I really love to see them World no, Match I think, League this year, too. That's yeah. probably going to be the best match to me, is the tag match, because it's just everyone there. I mean, and even though uh, Great Ocon isn't the best in the ring, Cobb's not going to let him, you know, let him down. So it'll be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's got enough people there to good. And this is a good match to kind of carry you know any weaknesses there i'm glad it's that group because i'm surprised with that build up and that kind of match and that should be hype that the bucks didn't stick their ass into it somehow yeah no like, they I, to I, represent. that backstage promo they, they had was just garbage too yep yeah you have to be bullet club I mean, man the, all the backstage promos Why? were pretty deep, were pretty piss poor. Though I loved JY. JY was great. I loved what he said. I loved how he shit on Adam Cole, and mm-hmm. I I think JY is fantastic. Um, no, but like the the backstage this week was god awful. Um, and Christian was. I get it. I get what he's doing, but I don't know. Like it it, it felt like this this felt scripted and it felt really ham fisted. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I felt like half and half. I felt like at the very beginning of it, I was like, "This is dumb. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on!" And then about like about a few minutes in, I was like, "Okay, well, at least now there's some substance to it." And then you kind of like went back to being like, "Don't forget, I'm a heel and I'm back." Like it just—it almost started feeling like you said it really ham-fisted, and I was like, "It did not click with me like other people." I saw a lot of people say it's the best promo he's ever cut in his entire life, and I just feel like that Fuck can't no. possibly be true. No. <laughs> well, and then the the end of it with. Uh, Luchasaurus coming out, and how over Holding the, the mic. top they made it was so fucking dumb. I was like, that. Yeah. That would have been that would have been a better backstage one if he was yeah. doing that, and got was you know, cutting it out and then walking away, and then Luchasaurus jumped on him and he's like, whoa, and backed him off, and it was more subtle. Better. Yeah. But in the ring in front of everyone was so fucking dumb. Yeah, and holding the mic the way he was. You're choking me out. I can't breathe. It's like, why are you using the mic? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's using all his energy to hold his mic in his mouth and not try to get himself out of this fucking chokehold. So, uh, wrestling can, and you have one of the strongest weapons. Hit, hit Luchasaurus in the head with the mic. You'll win. Yes, that's a good point. Mic hits work. Uh, honestly, was there anything else in AEW that you guys are wanted to, to even yeah. bring up? No, but I I did actually have this one conversation with um, a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, yeah, last night, actually, after, after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you realize that all their top people are pretty much injured. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. So it also makes it very interesting that Moxley had that, that quote came out, too, as well. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay... Because obviously now you're the one carrying the ball again. Because Punk's gone. Yeah. You know, Danielson's 
on the shelf for a little bit, you know, and the people that you would think that, hey, let's give it an opportunity to to see what they can do. We're not giving them that. Yeah, because this is the perfect time right now for Scorpio Sky to really be highlighted. But he's not, you know, and not only just that, too, but other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, wow, this is kind of sad, you know, yeah. but it's sort of like what we talked about last week. They're not building yeah. their they're not building very well. They're not focusing on the talent who should be able to step up yeah. and in, into these big positions. Yeah. They're just yeah. leaning on the fact that and like all their people are out. And it's like he works these guys like, you know, like it's like it's like they're slaves. These big guys he's paying a lot of money to. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get injured. They're not spring chickens. They're not like a, you know, hook or, you know, whoever. There's a lot and, of injuries in wrestling right now. It's a bummer. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very interesting. So going into this pay-per-view, you know, he really, Tony really should have thought about a lot of this long-term, but he doesn't think long-term. And that's what, you know, I think kind of really killed this pay-per-view is you weren't thinking long-term because if you really wanted to make a impact, quote unquote, then all these, you know, you wouldn't have worked, you know, Danielson as hard as you did. You wouldn't work Punk every week. You had to see Phil in a match. No one wants to see Phil every week. There probably are people, but I, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see someone else. So that's where, for me, I'm like, you know, it's kind of, it's very lackluster. It could have been a lot better than yeah. all of a sudden, like, man, I'm only going to really want to watch three matches or two and a half. Is it what it feels like? Because the other ones, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care at all. It's not, you know? that, not that interested. And that's sad. in the chat. That's he says sad. AEW is pineapple on pizza. He goes, people don't like pineapple on pizza. Or people like pineapple on pizza, but they don't want it every day. I can see that. I like pineapple in my booze. Ah. I like pineapple on pizza at all times. Yeah, no, ew. With hot Apple? sauce and ranch. If you put toothpicks yeah. in pineapple... Like, he'll eat the toothpick and the pineapple because he thinks it's a topping. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, used to, I used to eat toothpicks. Like, I'd chew them and stuff. It's like a bad habit of mine. I don't do that anymore. You're better now? Or you got yelled at a lot? Colon. Tor <laughs> colon. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. I always knew you'd yeah. blow it out but one way know- or another. But, come on, let's go there. <laughs> AEW fans are not sophisticated enough to understand that, you know, complex toppings like pineapple on a pizza. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really weird way to do the go-home show. I saw, I mean, Okada came out and did kind of his thing, and mm-hmm. I thought the most interesting thing to me was seeing people divided online about whether or not that was a good way for him to debut or not. People were either disappointed or high and mighty. It was, you don't need to build Okada because he doesn't need to be built. And then you have people going, I wish that you would explain why I'm so excited about Okada to these people who are not excited about Okada. And it was just interesting to me this, to see this massive divide of of everyone watched the same thing. And to me, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's o- Okada. I guess that's what he's doing now. Like, it didn't, it didn't come off as all that super special other than they've been saying for two weeks he wasn't going to be there. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, cool. He is going to be in a match. But they did almost nothing except for Jim Ross saying, oh, he's amazing. Trust me. Okay. I didn't see anything in ring that made me think that. 
not not in this segment. So to see some people being like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. And other people saying, I don't get it. And then the third group saying like, I wish you would tell people why they should get it because this is so worth getting. It just kind of made me laugh. And I was like, wow, the one, the one the thing has everyone group. split. Hmm? There's a fourth group too who's like, who the hell is Okada? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Right. You know, but cool, the, one, the one match that I totally even forget that they're there is Hiromu and Shingo. Oh my God. Shingo Takagi is freaking amazing. And Hiromu, you know, hell, Hiromu is a, you know. Everyone loves Hiromu. Oh, are you talking about Darryl the uh, Darby Sting, Sting match? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. who they're wrestling? Oh. No, they're teaming with Darby and Sting against a bunch of other people. I didn't oh. understand at all what was happening in that yeah, whole that segment, that promo. Either. I was like, I don't get it. But, I don't know why this is happening. I don't understand who they're talking like, about. What's the connection? Yeah, it just was a lot of, yeah. I just didn't know. And so I just said, okay, well, I guess they don't want me to know. Is it, is it because Hiromu's weird and yeah, kind of quirky? Probably. And Darby Allen's kind of weird and kind of quirky. And all I know they is just... this if we do not get snow at the Forbidden Door, because you know what I've been saying, I've been noticing that there's been a lack of snow as far as Sting has been involved. Mm-hmm. And I really miss it, to be honest. That's like, you know, something I expect. But if it's not there, obviously, Tony Khan, you must be hurting for money because if you're not paying for snow anymore for Sting, that's just that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they just asked NJPW, do you have two dudes who are willing to paint up their face? Oh, yeah, we got these two. Like, they'll paint their face. Because they're all going to come he out in some sort of matching face. face. He doesn't right now, he but he's willing to. He's going to. I'm telling you, he's coming out in face paint. Well, they could they're have Bushi. I mean, Bushi paints his face underneath, and he has nails done, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else on uh, on AEW? No, because then you're going into next Wednesday with an even shittier concept. What's next Wednesday? Blood and guts. Oh yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's a night of everyone bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you guys watch NXT? No. NXT is an interesting spot right now where I think they're pumping out really good matches. But I'm... I feel like the only... like So they're doing... like Tell me what you think about this, Amanda. I think that their matches have been pretty solid to great all the time. The characters are either struggling to get their footing or are too good to be stuck in NXT. And almost, almost none of the stories feel like they have much of a tr- like direction it's just this is just the next step because we don't know what the step is after mm-hmm. and i feel like that about almost everything that's happening in nxt right now we're like it opened mm-hmm. with solo and grayson and i was like i don't even know why we're having solo versus grayson waller yeah that one i didn't understand either but i thought solo. it was an awesome match <laughs> you know but i was like yeah, i don't know why manager. we're doing like, this oh. and then solo lost again and I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I'm tired of seeing Solo lose. So I was like, okay, well, now what? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know? That was a bummer. And I'm like, okay. All right. I don't know. I think that um, 
um, God, why do I always forget her new name? But the match, the um, was the the Caden and oh, Katana, Katana Chance and Caden versus Valentina yeah. Ferez mm-hmm. and Ulisa Leon. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of like, oh, it was okay. Yeah, I do. I still do love um, Caden and Katana together. I still do. I think they're I great together. Do. And I like that they and, came and, out later and and stuck their mm-hmm. nose in that other business. What do you mm-hmm. what do you think about Roxanne cashing in her breakout star contract on the tag titles with Cora? That's a waste. I don't like that at all. That's a waste. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, the only thing I could think of is unless Zoe Stark is coming back soon, mm. because I think that that. You know, I, I still think that she was probably the next in line to kind of really, because she's mm. that good and everything. Yeah. And even her tag, you know, her tagging with um, EO. With EO is great, you know, and I just, but I think that for Roxanne Perez, that's a, that's a waste. That's a pure waste of winning that, that title, the, that, that honor. Do you think they're getting, yeah. Do you think they're getting close to getting all the titles off Toxic Attraction and sending them up? You know, that's what that move is? Because so. mm-hmm. I'd be a little I surprised think. if Roxanne and Cora don't get the titles on off of Toxic yeah. Attraction. But who's going to be the, the lady to take the the big, the um, Alba Mandy? I want it to be Alba Fire. But Alba Fire has been like, there. yeah, there's no way. There's no... Yeah trajectory that way right now exactly yeah and that's what's kind of disappointing yeah with alba fire because i want alba fire too as well but there's nothing that's remotely anywhere near her near that picture yeah like she'd have to win some sort of ladder match or something you know what i did speculate with kev yesterday he was saying that with um with the money in the bank match having seven women instead of eight or six that it would be an uneven to do like you know, four Raw and three SmackDown because Raw's a longer show. He said they should do three and three, but then throw one person from NXT in there. And I was like, imagine if they made it Alba. And he said that what would yeah. make it cool if you put an NXT person in it is that um, just being in the Money in the Bank match would solidify that person as a number one contender as soon as they got back to NXT. So even if there wasn't a trajectory, they could mm-hmm. be like, oh, why do you think you could jump you, you thought you could skip me in line? You thought you could just go straight to the top? And then, you yeah. know, I'll teach you a thing or two. And, you know, then you have that whole thing. So you could do it that way. But outside yeah. of that, like, which is obscure as hell. But that's the closest I got to trying to get Alba Fire with that title. Because I think that she could do it. But, yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I don't know who, who the hell else. I think Wendy's primed in that position to a degree. But I don't see them doing that. No. Mm-mm. Tiffany's not, not close yet. to that trajection yet. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's also a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Cameron Grimes versus uh, Edris. Again, a good match, but... I uh-uh. I'm, I'm looking forward to him and Braun. I am. Yeah. yeah. I really Actually, hope... I really hope that this is the time where this should be Braun's his exit. 
if there's anybody right now besides um having santos who could carry that belt yeah for a little bit would be camera grimes yeah i can see that i see that for sure like grimes is he he keeps developing i feel like his arc is defined by and i love this character him being like this might be what pushes him to like the title and i think he could pull it is it makes so much sense you know he's been through every brand element he keeps going and unlike cassius who was kind of like the you beat me you're on nxt he's he's like a midpoint boss and i but he need he he's trying to say no i'm final boss i'm not the first mm-hmm. guy you beat to get here i'm not silly i'm not you know a challenge to but you ultimately leave past me i'm here to be a badass you will not deny me what i can do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think they're doing cool stuff with joe gacy it's weird. So oh. here's something that they did announce that he did mention, though. His two druids, I, think, I forget what he calls them. He said they both had held gold before, and now they were teamed together for mm-hmm. because of him. Which makes me think yeah. we're probably looking at two former tag champions from two separate tag teams that were split. I think. Yeah, because the way he mentioned at it. First, at first, I thought maybe it was Grizzle's Young Bex. Oh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think of. Because their their end, their exit was kind of abrupt. It was really abrupt and strange. And they had gold, you know, and we haven't heard anything. Like, they weren't released. Yep. Right? Yep. I don't think That's they true. asked for their release. And so, remember, because they stopped packaging them as grizzled young vets toward the end. Yep. So maybe yeah. that's where that's where my thought was, because I'm like, who else can it be? I know I'm looking know through and I'm be. not seeing anybody who's still there. Oni Lorcan was Danny Birch released or no? Mm-hmm. I know Oni Lorcan was, yep. but do we know if Danny Danny Birch was? Yeah, Danny Birch has been released for a while. Yeah. And then he went before before Oni Lorcan. I think you might be right. Because the young veterans are. Uh... They're not former tag champions in NXT cool? proper, but they were in NXT yeah. UK. They were tag champions. He didn't say. He didn't say it was you know NXT proper. They had gold before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's I the only. That's that. the only thing, one I could think of. Yeah, because when I look at the list of t- former tag champions over there, they're all spoken for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no one in. There. I mean, and it's clearly not the uh, the authors of pain. But even then, yeah. they're they're doing their own thing. But there's no one on yeah. this list of former. I, for, going all the way back, there's no one on the list that we don't know exactly where they are, or what they're doing. Exactly, Grizzled Young Vets is the only one. Yeah, I like that theory. Yeah. Though, could it be two singles? Yeah, see, I thought about that too. Was it North American Champion? Was the other one they have? Yeah. And then there's possible Cruiserweight Champion, but I don't think so. If I'm being honest. Weird ideas. Yeah, Grizzled Young Vet seems pretty solid, but 
I agree with you too. That could be singles champs. It wouldn't be former NXT champions because the world champion we know where they've all been to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I don't know. I have to look into it. I'll have to stare at them a little bit. Do a little side by side grizzly young vets and these guys and see if one's much taller than the other. Uh, but that would make sense. Um, let me see. Well, realistically, I don't have a ton else, man. Yeah. The Wesley promo though. Good. That Wesley promo was incredible. That's one that I don't always tell you to go back and watch stuff, Clump, but the Wesley promo this week you should watch. Like, I'll check it out. It was uh, it was powerful. He was he was breaking down in there, and it was legit. Like he was screaming about the wildness that's been his last three months, and doing the impossible with his best friend, and having it all just ripped out from underneath them both. And it was really emotional. It was really cool to see him, you know, open up that way. And then the, do you, do you huh? think he's gonna come back? Nash Carter's gonna come back at some point. I don't, but I don't think they're gonna ignore. I think they're good. I think they're doing. What I think they it's can a good way it. to do. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know if you could, and it's it's a rough one because yeah, it, it's it's a shitty way to go, and it's an unfortunate story with a lot of elements to it. But you gotta acknowledge it because like I think this is the best way to go about it, where you don't just destroy someone's career like the you know through the magnitudes of effect around them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and I do think that it's possible to bring Nash Carter back eventually, but we're probably talking a year or two before something like that could even happen, you know? Yeah. Like, but then you got to think about it is if a year or two goes by, would he want to go back? Yeah, who knows? You know, that I mean, because that's a hard one. Like, there's a lot of resentment that I would think that you'd have. Like, this all got taken away from me because of the stupidity and maliciousness of it was a personal thing yeah should not have been put out you know in public like that so you know i mean he probably holds a lot of resentment towards that person i would think more so than the company but yeah but we don't know because like honestly like unfortunately like a couple things i think of with that is one it is the biggest company, the biggest opportunity there, and they guys—they were on a track to. They would have been main roster, honestly. They were shown what they could do, and they were small. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, if he could come back, I could. I could see, it, and I would. I would take it. But also, like, I don't think they're. I think he's been doing a lot by being quiet and talking mm-hmm. about it in the right ways. That mm-hmm. if there's an ability to grow and get past it, you're doing it the right way. It's. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll not call Kogan here, and he mm-hmm. came back over and over again. But like his, the famous thing he said when he came back after his event was more or less, "Well, be careful what you say; you might get caught." And that's yeah. not the apology you want to hear from a snake. Mm-hmm. That's that's more. I, you know, it would be much to showcase empathy and growth. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, "I fucked up." there's nothing else around it and that's what i've seen from him we'll mm-hmm. see where that goes but that's significantly better than how this could go that that's yeah. that's my gauge for it so yeah. uh, i'm you yeah. know i hope he keeps making the right strides i you know i i i'd like to see him back if 
you know he keeps doing the right things because it's it's a it's a better way of going about it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm happy that wesley has been given this opportunity to to go there you know what i mean yeah and and i will potentially thrive go ahead i don't know have you guys heard any of um Zachary went his promos that he's done like post he had a really great one uh last week that he put up um because he was doing um that new promotion circle six mm-hmm. who's got like some of the old, old you know gcw people that kind of had left like uh ricky shane page um for oh because um, he was wrestling uh who was it Atticus, Atticus Coger. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very, very passionate from the heart promo. Just like when I saw and then seeing Wesley's afterwards, I was like, good God, like these are just mm-hmm. it like it gets you. And you can see that there's that growth and the struggle and the yeah, I'm upset. And you could tell that this was not, you know, I'm not bullshitting you. I mean, this this is coming from the heart and what I feel. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, when I saw that when you sent me the clip, I was like, oh my god like it was it, it killed me like at first i was like it's tough to watch you know and it's like i have mad always have had mad love for wesley and i had yeah. to you know put that out and i was like it was great because he he actually he had you know he liked it and then he sent me a message and i thought that was really cool so yeah because i'm like that that's the guy i mean these are two guys that they're really they're they're good people mm-hmm. unfortunate circumstance and I'm really liking that, because um, WWE could have done this a billion in two ways. Yeah. But the way I think that they've been do- handling Wesley with this whole thing has been outstanding. Because I don't yeah. think it has been held. It would have been, it, no one could have done it any better. No, I, I, I align with that 100%. I think for everyone, everyone, including WWE, has done this the it's a shit event. Yeah. No one's happy. No one wants to see somebody go out like this. Nobody wants to hear that they did this, but they've done it the right way. You know, like mm-hmm. it sucks this happened, but to me, for WWE side, it's I appreciate an acknowledgement of it as bad as it is, and then let's see what happens. You know, it's it's what you can do with it, and I I like that nobody's been playing the victim card as much as it's been like we got to work through this because that's that to me in spots like this is the easiest thing to do and the most frustrating thing it's the natural thing for us to do if you're it's easier if you're hurt as just human nature to talk about that it's so much harder to talk about what happened what you what you hurt and acknowledge it or just be as simply as yep you know and go mm-hmm. through it that's the hardest shit to do um yeah. if it wasn't you know we would not have the world we're in mm-hmm. you know growth is what comes after this and yeah i mean for wesley i think he'll get past this as best he can in wwe and we'll see what happens with with nash mm-hmm. um I even like how they're going now with the whole thing with, with Trick. Because remember, I know we were talking about, well, what do you do with Trick now? Because Carmelo, obviously, you know, he's not going to be there that long. 
So what do you do with Trent? And yeah. I think mm -hmm. that this is a great, this is a great segue to really see what he can do, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. for both of them actually. So I think that they played this just so amazingly in all aspects of it. Like, I don't think that there's been any, anything that has made it weird. Cause even if, you know, having him lose all these, you know, those matches he was losing and, you know, and having, you know, kind of the cheerleader in uh, what's his face, big Indian guy, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it it's worked perfectly. And I think that, you know, it's very it's a very fortunate thing so whoever you know has been kind of working this storyline i think this is probably one of the the only storylines right now that actually you can kind of see where it's going and it's not predictable because this mm -hmm. is something that i don't think i mean yeah you have similar inst instances of things like this but not really like this because i can't even think of a time you know that there's ever been something like this where you know they've handled it either in a oh we let both go or you know yeah or whatnot so definitely kudos to whoever's doing this particular one yeah i agree i said it was awesome and i hope i hope that he does big things with it it's great yeah mm -hmm. i really don't have anything else this week Unless you guys call it let's jump out i think that's a good way to well, end it y'all yeah well i will say this speaking of like storylines i thought i think like the family thing with legato and uh and tony d'angelo that's so, an interesting that so turn predictable. Mm -hmm. no i don't think it did i felt that that was predictable well yeah it was predictable but hmm. at least it didn't, i was i thought they were gonna like stutter step this one for a while so I was like, yeah. okay, cool. We're still going. They're, they boom, did boom, an interesting boom. swerve with it. And I mean, not a swerve, swerve, but they did an interesting little twist. And I, we're going to keep seeing it, I think, still. But yeah. Because I, I, think, I think Santos is moving on. I think the guys are moving on. Yeah. I hope so. That's I all I could so. think of when I saw that. I was like, yep, they're moving on. Yeah. They got to. They got to flush some of those guys to the main roster. Shake it up, yeah. but it's tough up there, man. Uh, we've been seeing uh, Max Dupree up there on the main roster, and he's been doing very, very little. And I just want to see him get more and more time, you know. Like, well, it's when you give them stupid jackass names, you know. Nothing wrong with the name Max Dupree. Yeah, but when you see Robert Stone is doing more than than uh, Dupree, Max Dupree, that's really sad. That is that is a problem. That is a problem. That's a huge problem. Huge problem. You should never have more Robert Stone than Max Dupree at any given moment. I know, exactly. I'm like, what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> well, guys, let's wrap this one up a little early today. Give people a little uh, brevity before what... If it's anything like Double or Nothing, this pay-per-view is going to be nine and a half hours this week. Yeah. So. so buckle up. Get ready. Cheer everyone always. Regardless of if you're no. supposed to or not. No, yeah, no Blue Ocean Spray. Oh, yeah, if Blue Ocean Spray. If I find out that you're cheering for him, I'll come get you. I'll find you. Well, yeah, but also, like, Boo, boo Orange Cassidy, too, though. Like, boo them all. Yeah. Then, yeah. like, people love Orange Cassidy. I don't know why. Exactly. I think, exactly. I think Orange Cassidy, I mean, well, real quick, I think what it is yeah. is it's the difference of him to the roster but what I, in indie wrestling, 
these like different people you know they, they they're big awesome like pop moments like yeah you know when you have the five on five tag match that with jushin thunder liger that turns into everyone jamming their thumb in each other's ass and uh sammy callahan and a few other people who are dressed like cats yeah that's cool as an event for 200 people i love it yeah yeah but off of youtube i don't want that every week you know it's mm -hmm. like uh evil uno when he was player one great awesome i don't want that in front of 10,000 people every week and I don't want that to be because he's getting a reaction to be pushed to the top I you know you there's a I think a wonderful place to be where you're popular and good but you don't have to push someone to an, a, cra a crazy level like Funaki in WWE was incredibly popular mm. but Funaki in WWE was not in long programs for fucking big belts yep yeah no. I agree yeah. no I think the world should have seen Toriano. Yeah. You know, because that would honestly, have been great. Like, him and him and Cabana tag teaming and what they did in, you know, New Japan and um Ring of Honor. That was some gold shit. Oh, and yeah. I was hoping that we we would get some of that with Orange Cassidy. Like because you know, obviously, you know, he promotes whatever the fuck, you know, curry, his curry, his DVDs, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know, home mortgages, whatever. And I think that people can see that kind of, that would be fun to see some of that ridiculousness. Yeah. It's something that's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, just because there's there's places for that. And that's that kind of humor. Or, you know, you could have Toriano come out and really make Eddie look like a bitch. But it would have been funny, at least. Yeah. Not I like hate cheap tragic. humor. Proud of you. Not Can't stand humor. it. But... <laughs> That's not humor. At but, least, at least you know Eddie wouldn't really look like a bitch. At least Eddie would be all okay, okay. Eddie needs yeah. a fart gun like me. Eddie, mm. Eddie needs a he needs like a career. He needs um a more than a career revitalization. He needs you know the um the paddle oh, thing. Yeah, you know, hard, yeah. Yeah. He needs those to his AW career because honestly, it's dead dead on arrival right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah, I can't I can't deal. Yeah, I agree. But we'll yeah. be back to figure out more about it. After Forbidden Door, we're gonna see what doors are forbidden from where, who gets through, who gets stuck, and who they slam the door on. Good yeah. news is is after it's over, we're probably not seeing a lot of these people or these storylines continue for a long time. No. So it's pointless. Enjoy it while you can. What? They they have nothing better to do. I really want to see what's going to happen with Ring of Honor. Are you really going to do this or not? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, when asked about what the status of Ring of Honor was, Tony Khan proceeded to talk for 11 minutes about how he got a new coach for the Jaguars. So I don't know that he's got a definitive plan as of yet. I think we're still a little ways away from that. Well, they guys... damn it. <clears throat> Let Cole Cabana wrestle on, on AEW, on Dark yes. and Dynamite now, because Phil's injured. Please. Good yeah. point. For the love of God. That's a good point. Bring Cole back. Bring Cole back. Bring Cole back. <laughs> guys. Mm. Yeah, and shout out to the guy that was on the heart facing the hard cam wearing the cabana shirt. Mm -hmm. I saw that at first and warmed my heart my heart. I'm like oh, that's like the good. best shirt there. And he was surrounded in the sea of CM Punk shirts. I'm like, I feel <laughs> you, brother. Solidarity. Oh, guys, 
we'll be back. Not this week, not coming up, but the following week we'll be back. Make yeah. sure you call your loved ones, let them know. So, uh, and until the next episode one, guys, that's the last call. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with that on the rocks.